friends and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue Blood Lords. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Eric R. Ope does gonna sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Sirendon, The Necromancer Forever, Jason K, Tiki Lopez, Licky Dopez, Ricky Ropebridge, Alex K, Doma Alaka, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Our Goon's Long Lost Elbow, Think Tears, Zach S, Jimmy H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54, Ewaz, Jameson S, Eric R, Plus 247 of Whacking, I'm Not a Robot, George F, Leo Hart, Hard Har Har, Witch Hunter, and Jeremy D. Shout out to new patrons this week, both at the Lich level, Matthew M. and Scott E. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 11. After finishing up in the tunnels underneath the Meat Market District, where we found the Bone Shards gang and proceeded to kill them all, we head up top and go see Berline to deliver both some information and some bodies. We discuss what we found. She casts Speak With Dead on one of the Bone Shards. The now talking head says Kepgeta is the leader of the three-fingered hand. Another gang? We're not sure. Turns out they killed most of the bone shards. Also, a bunch of them went to the old defunct bank and never came out. We decide we're going to head to the bank, but first, we rest. When we do get there the next night, there's some bone-made construct swarms outside the door. However, they turn out to be pushovers. Exterior guards taken care of, we enter into the bank and find ourselves in a fancy foyer. We begin our investigation, though don't find much of anything just yet. But we're prepared to continue on. So we're we going left or right, guys? Uh, kicks. I think said to the left, right? Kicks. Right, Tyler. That it would be the closest path to get to the vault. Yes. Okay, we head that way. <laughs> Another now one on my perception check to check it for traps. Gertrude, as you go up to the door to check it for traps. This is a bank. There's got to be some sort of trigger or latch or something on the doorknob. And as you step up to the door, glowing runes light up under your feet. And I need everyone to roll for initiative. The circle of runes that are drawn into the floor with a uh, magical powder lights up. And a cockatrice teleports into being right behind Gerdrug. So with a cockatrice in the room, suddenly it gets up and it looks around and goes, ah, and goes to attack Gerdrug. But kicks. You get the drop on it. Top around one. It's your turn. Well, I might as well try to stun it here with unamped days. Uh, how about a 13 on that will save? So yeah, it is going to be weakness one to all mental effects. And minus one to all will saving throws until my turn. And 1d10 damage? Yeah. Woo! Two damage! Well, why is it two? Isn't it only one? He has weakness to it mental. It gets the weakness prior to damage. Oh, it gets weakness prior to damage. Got it. I can just go ahead and hit the double button here. Nice. The cockatrice takes that mental damage, and it takes all, all of that damage. It hisses as it shakes his head in pain. And I think you have one more action. Attack, yeah. Um, I'll just aid, psychic aid, myth stuff, and be done. I'm going to have to rewrite in my mind. Recall the teachings is now psychic aid. Yep. Then after kicks, Gerdrug, it's your turn. Uh, so Gerdrug's going to see it go, Ah, you can't sneak up on me, little bastard. <laughs> and attempt to tumble through. He gets a <laughs> 21. Uh, 21 is a success. So I'm going to tumble through him because I did tumble through or tumble behind. Uh, he is flat footed. And then we're going to stab him. How about a 17 hit? A 17 hits because it's flat footed. I mean, I realistically got flanking also. I didn't really need to do it, but I needed to move anyways. And it was more cool this way. Yeah, I got you. True. 11 damage if it takes precision damage. 
it does take precision damage. So it takes all 11 of that as you slash against its leathery wings. And it's swing again. Uh, it's almost a 17. I miss with the 12. That will miss. Then after Gerdrug and kicks, that takes us over to the cockatrice. The cockatrice uses its first action to beak attack Gerdrug and gets us 19 to hit. Uh, yeah. It's got a fucking plus 13. Dear God. You're going to take four points of piercing damage and then you need to give me a fortitude save. Yeah, we're going to uh, use that hero point because I rolled... Oh my God. My rolls are so bad tonight. Uh, I rolled a two, so I re-rolled and got a four instead. So I get a ten. A ten total? A ten is a critical failure. Gerdrug, you are slowed too, as the ectoplasm that makes up your form starts to have this thin coating of stone that's starting to grow in patches. And it's physical. Can you petrify? Yes. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have the conversation all the time. But, yeah, thematically it doesn't feel like it works, but rules-wise, totally, totally works. I just get to find fun ways to make it sound like it works. Did he just, like, float out of the statue after it's petrified? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like a prison than anything. So, like, you say it, I smash it, he can just float away. Let him cross that bridge when we get there, huh? For its second action, it is going to turn and attack Sundrinker. Sundrinker does a 20 hit. A 20 does hit. So Sundrinker is going to take three points of damage, and then will also need to give me a fortitude save. Ugh. I'm going to use my hero point on that. Okay. I got a 13, which is a failure. Yeah, just don't get worse. We'll see. Got worse. Got, got a 10. Got worse. Got a failure. Just stick with the failure, man. It got worse. Rolled in that one. Yeah, the nat, that, that one will do it. It's the only way that Sundrinker could get a critical failure. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. Sundrinker is now slowed two. Sweet. Then for the Cockatrice's third action, it is going to fly 15 feet diagonally. So up a diagonal up direction. These guys know what a cockatrice is because I don't know if if you listener haven't listened to the first part of Extinction Curse, they encountered a cockatrice really early on there as well. So they know what these things are. Nobody's done a recall knowledge check so I'll describe it a little bit. It's a small lizard that looks like a chicken. We had something for this before like a lizard chicken turkey dragon. Anyways, it's got a tail, sharp teeth on its beak, leathery wings, so it does fly upwards. It's about 10 feet in the air overall. It doesn't have much for a flight speed. It's a little clumsy, but it is flying upward. That's its turn, which takes us over to Arius. So it's out of my reach now. Is that what I'm getting from the 10 feet up in the air thing? So if it's 10 feet in the air, Arius is how tall? Uh, I have him a 6'4". I mean, I don't see any reason why you aren't adjacent to it while it's 10 feet in the air. You just have to be directly beneath it to actually attack it. Alright, I move 15 feet to move directly underneath it, and I'll start swinging at it. Alright. First roll, I get an 11 for a 19 total. A 19 hits. I deal it 7 damage. It takes all seven of the damage you slice at its underside. And then third action, I'll take another swing, getting a... Oh, God, that was so close to being an 18. Um, I rolled a two and got a five. That won't do it. All right, that is my turn. First hit connected, though. Uh, Lucan, it's your turn. So what traits does Sundrinker have? Eidolon and plant. Eidolon and plant, that's it? So it doesn't actually mm-hmm. have the minion trait. Yes, it is just plant and Eidolon and medium. So the slow affects both of our actions because we share those actions. Oh, so would it affect your overall pool of actions? It affects my overall pool of actions, yes. Where do you find that? 
Thin lost and altered actions as part of the summoner class. Ooh. I am we are both essentially slow too. And it is my turn, I believe. Uh yes. With Sun Drinker and Lucan being slowed too, it is your turn. You gain one action. So uh it's ten feet in the air, huh? That's correct. I will use act together, and Lucan will use their one action to move far away. Sundrinker will use their one action to essentially get right underneath it. I'll be like that. Uh, Arius is right underneath it. Oh, Arius is already right underneath yeah, it? Yeah, okay. he just moved his token off to the side, so it wasn't right. in the way. I will be off to the side then. Sundrinker, that is. Standing next to Arius. Yep. Then that takes us to the top of round two. Kicks, it's your turn. I am going to cast Forbidden Thought on this cockatrice. Okay. Placing a physical lock on his brain, preventing him from doing an action, and I'm going to choose the action of strike. If you you can attempt to do so, you'll take damage. If you fail the check, you will take damage and be stunned one. I see. Are you amping this, or...? Yeah, I guess I will. I forgot that that part of it. So you're going to spend a focus point to amp forbidden thought? Mm-hmm. Okay, the amp will come into play if it fails this check, so we'll save, right? If you choose to attack on your turn. Oh, I see. Okay, got it, got it. That makes sense. And then I'll recall teachings and be done. Then after kicks, that takes us over to Gerdrug, who is slowed too. You gain one action. It's your turn. Uh, is there anything I can do to stop myself from being slowed? <laughs> Fortunately not. I, I get wet and try to get some of the mud off. Unfortunately not. And he's already underneath it? Correct. What kind of knowledge check would I have to make? Uh, recall knowledge for this one would be Arcana or Nature. Arcana it is. Let's get a 21. A 21 is a success. Uh, ugly and aggressive, the dread cockatrice stalks garbage pits and hillsides... In search of prey that it can turn to stone with its petrifying beak and subsequently consume piece by broken piece. What would you like to know about the cockatrice? Weaknesses. It has none. How to unpetrify yourself if you become petrified? (laughs) If you stop taking damage from the creature, the slowed condition goes away after a minute. If you become completely petrified... Every 24 hours after a creature is petrified, they attempt another fortitude save to recover. On a success, it becomes slowed one. So on a critical success, it recovers and isn't slowed. However, on a failure, the creature remains petrified but can't try but can try again in 24 hours. On a critical failure, the petrification is permanent. So basically, if you become petrified, you wait a day, make a save, and depending on that save, determines your fate. Wishing I put more into con right about now. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, it's my turn, I guess. I only get one action. Well, then, after Gerdrug, it is the Cockatrice's turn. The Cockatrice, for its first action, will fly close to Gerdrug and attempt to make a strike action, which it has to make a will save because of Kix's forbidden thoughts that gets a critical failure. So what happens now? I mean, you still get to attack. It, it just It's going to take damage and you're going to be stunned one because you failed. Got it. Takes 18. Because it critically failed. Is it a basic? It is a basic will save. So it critically failed, so it takes double of nine. Damn. And then because you amped it with the amp on a fail, the creature is also stunned one. Since that doesn't technically go into effect next turn, we'll put the condition on. The reason it doesn't go into effect until next turn is because stunned one just has you lose an action when you were to gain actions. So that'll make a difference next turn. For right now, though, after dealing themselves a good chunk of mental damage and striking at Gerdrug, they are going to make that strike attack of 15 on the attack. That's going to miss. Yeah, that's going to miss. Okay. And then with its third action, it tries again. Not understanding 
this time I'll I'll aid here. You'll aid in the my blessing? will save. No, I'm the blocking. Of- oh, for uh, for this attack. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, let me go ahead and make the will save yeah. first. No, it's temporarily immune after it. Oh, yeah, it's isn't that's it? done. It's done. Yeah. That was just oh, once. it's done. It's just oh. the one action. Yeah. Got it. I mean, 18 damage is still pretty significant there. Oh yeah, for a cantrip, that's pretty good. So, kicks, you're aiding with recall the teachings. So I'm just confused. Doesn't stun state you cannot act? So now that I've stunned him, he can no longer act. Am I incorrect on that? You can't act while stunned. You become senseless. Stunned usually includes a value. Each time you regain actions, reduce the number. So I believe he would be stunned. Each time you regain actions, that's that's you reduce right there. Each time you regain actions, you regain actions at the beginning of your turn. Yeah. Yeah, but what he's saying is, is but you can't act while stunned. Yeah, so he is stunned. He is stunned. You can't act. He while will stunned. be stunned until he his next turn is what he's saying. Oh, I see. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I don't see about getting stunned on your turn. Yeah, I was good. That that's that's kind of the thing. You don't often see that. The rules are that. found on the sideboard. Well, and and you know there is on that page four sixty two in the uh, gaining and losing actions section. It does kind of reinforce. It even says at the bottom of it, the worst is when you a condition states that you can't act. So they they don't lose yeah. the stunned condition. Other con- other conditions simply say you can't act. When you can't act, you are unable to take any actions at all. Yeah. So what that means is that if you know this creature is getting stunned in the middle of its turn, it, it it cannot in fact act until it loses the stunned condition, and it doesn't lose its stunned condition until it regains actions at the beginning of its next turn. So it doesn't get to take the third the third action after becoming stunned because of this amped cantrip. So not only did you cut off its third action, but it's going to lose its first action and it can't do anything. That spell's really gross. Yeah, it is really gross. You amped it, too. Now, it's a cantrip. You can use it normally, but it's when you amp it that gives it the stun condition. That's that's nuts. See, and that's another major difference between slowed and stunned. I feel like slowed and stunned get construed as being very, very similar, and they are. Oh, that's an insanely powerful control coming from the psychic there, that's for sure. That takes us over to Arius. It's your turn. Okay, Arius's turn. <clears throat> so is the cockatrice still ten feet in the air, or did they fly down to attack Gerdrug? No, they like were pecking at Gerdrug's face. From ten feet in there. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it would have to be like on top of Gerdrug to do that. Which means I can't get within range. Well, I really have nothing ranged. I guess I could do a ranged harm. Walk up to me and do a shove action. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's literally going to use all my actions to do it, though, because I'd have to move up to you, push you, and then move under it. Yeah, but with shove, you can follow, can't you? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I guess I've never really used the shove action ever. Talk about shoving Gerdrug out of the way. Now, if you succeed, you push the target back, you can stride after it, but you must move the same distance and in the same direction. All right, yeah, I'll give that a shot. So I'm going to have to step five feet, then I'll use the shove action. And it's an athletics check against your fortitude DC. Does a... Oh my god, that thought that was going to be a nat one for a second. Does an 18 beat your fort DC? It, it does, because I have a poor fort DC. Actually, I have poor okay. fort and will save. And I will choose to follow, or choose to... What does it actually say? I'll choose the stride after to move the same distance, that five feet I push you. So I will end up directly underneath the cockatrice. And then my third action, I will take a big ol' swing. Now, shove is a attack, so that's minus five. Does a 21 hit? A 21 hit. Ideal. Why am I rolling so bad on damage now? Ideal six damage. Six damage. Roll the fucking two. You cut another big slice out of its underside, and it's bleeding all over the top of your skull. But it's still alive? Just barely, though. Lucan, bottom around two, it's your turn. You get one action. I will use it to act together. I'll cast Protect Companion on uh, Sudden Drinker. 
Then with Sundrick a single action, they'll move up closer to the cockatrice, but don't have enough actions to attack it. That takes us to the top of round three, Kicks. It's your turn. All right, and just a slight addition to my argument on the spell <laughs> for Tyler making it less overpowered. You can always just not do this thing. Not do this thing. You can always just not strike. Oh, not do the thing. I, I mean, yeah. Your character can 100%. Cast a spell and stride or do a breath weapon or something. Yeah. In the, in the case of the cockatrice, it can do two things. It can fly and it can strike. That's fucking it. So, but I, I yeah, certainly see what you're saying there. Yeah, um, I will move up here to the left of Sundrinker and cast Teleconnect Projectile. Right on top where the summoning rune was. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it summons another one. <laughs> I will attempt to strike this thing. I really can't afford for it not to die right here. So we're going to... Hero point? Nice, do you? Okay. That's all Rough. I got. That 12 on the hero point roll won't do it. All right. Then after kicks, that takes us over to Gerdrug. It's your turn. You get one action. We're going to move away from this thing. Gerdrug doesn't follow me. Gets the fuck away. That takes us over to the cockatrice. On its turn... It flies Stunned over... For its first action. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're right. Yep, yep. It loses its first action because of the stunned condition. But then it gets uh, uses its second action to fly over Sundrinker and then strike Sundrinker. Bring it. Sundrinker does a 16 hit. It does not. It doesn't. Damn. Nice. All right. Well, it misses on its turn, and because it was stunned, it's right over Sundrinker. Arius, it's your turn. Do I have to do this again? <laughs> shove and slice. I'm technically here. Yeah. I'm going to try to shove Sundrinker. You could delay and let Sundrinker go, see if it can kill it. Oh, Lucan is next. Yeah, I'll delay and let Lucan go and see what happens. All right. Lucan and Sundrinker, you get one action. It's your turn. All right. Action, we'll do um, act together, and I'll boost Eidolon rather than protect Eidolon. And then Sundrinker will attack the Cockatrice. And you have enough actions. You don't need to move to get it. That is true. Vine Strike. Get a 16 and miss. A 16 misses. All right. Well, Arius. Arius takes his turn. I am going to attempt to shove Sundrinker out of the way. And I get a 21 to beat Sundrinker's 42 DC. Absolutely. Nice fucking And I will go ahead and stride as part of the action. And then second action, I will go ahead and take a swing at the Cockatrice. Nice. I get a 21 to hit. That'll do it. Roll decent. Come on. That's that's average. Uh, 11 damage. 11 damage is enough to cut the cockatrice in half in the middle of the air. And as its two halves begin falling to the marble, the tile floor, they disappear before they hit. The cockatrice is no more. Yay. It had one hit point. (laughs) So Arius had to get a little handsy, sure, but he got the job done. It worked. Everyone kept getting in my way. <laughs> well, congratulations. You've defeated the cockatrice. And hey, nobody got petrified this time. Got close, though. Got close twice. I wasn't sure how I would have handled it if Sundrinker got hit with enough s- slowed. Do you both petrify then, I think, is what I was going to rule it as. You don't have to rule anything. It's very specific. It would be... If, if like... If Sundrinker gets restrained... It specifically says petrified, it, too. Does it, did it specifically say petrified? Yes, it does. It specifically says petrified. It's like just one person gets it. Oh, okay. So it would so be Sundrinker would be just... petrified there. I would be able to unmanifest it and remanifest it, and it'd be fine. Huh. Easy enough. They'll, they'll spell that out, but they won't spell out exactly what stun does. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a turn, now you're right. So, can you remind me what you said about the slowed condition? How long it before it goes away? One minute. Okay. 
You have, uh, oh, you made a successful recall knowledge. You would know that. Yeah. You just have to stop getting pecked by the damn thing long enough for it to go away. Yeah, you had, you had said it. I just couldn't remember how long it was. Wasn't expecting this character to do quite so much recall knowledge. I guess I did, but I didn't. So that happens when you're a rogue and have a bunch of shit that you can't deal any damage to. Well, what am I doing this turn? Yeah. <laughs> I wait the requisite minute for it to go away. Agreed. I'll, sh- I'll throw a quick battle medicine on myself while we're uh, waiting that minute. Why don't you spend ten and heal yourself? Okay. If you battle medicine, then you can't do it again the rest That's of the That's right. Day. I don't have godless healing on this character. It doesn't come back in an hour. Nope. I've gotten spoiled. Okay, we'll take 10 and do a medicine check. Take 10 to medicine? All right. I fail by one. As it goes. So. I inspect this rune thing. Does it look like it's like a trap that will reset or... Yes, it does look like this rune is going to reset. Unless the magic is dispelled somehow. Okay, what kind of check do you want to figure out what that is? The spell, the spell magic. Oh, there's a way to like scratch out the runes or something, thievery or something. Yeah, I mean sometimes there's a way to disable it. You can dis, you can disrupt the runes summoning effect before it goes off, making that particular trigger fail. But you can't stop the summoning rune entirely, you know, from resetting every day without dispel magic. That's, it's like a 24-hour reset then? Or? Yeah, it's 24-hour reset. You got it. A cloud of invisible magical sensors floats in the square above an invisible floor rune. With like, what, magic nanites in the air that just detect when somebody enters the square? So it's very specifically not a pressure plate. That's the kind of trigger you write when you know your adventurer is going to have adventurers <laughs> that are ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, enough of this. We spent ten minutes. Lucan, did you make your medicine? You failed your medicine. No, you failed. I failed my medicine. Jesus, dude. So what do you do now? Uh, open this door. As you open the door, it opens into a hallway. In this hallway, there is another door immediately to your left after you walk in. And then another door on that same wall onto the right. The hallway goes further on, down to the right, where it looks like it accesses the teller's area. But deeper in, you see a 10-foot by 10-foot slab of unadorned iron that's embedded to the stone floor in the northeast corner of the room beyond the hallway. So there's no door to get into that room that I'm talking about. It just the hallway leads into it. A corpse lies in a dried pool of blood a few feet south of the iron slab. And you see this creature standing next to the iron slab over the dead body. Oh my. Okay, that's pretty badass though, to be fair. So it looks like a human, but who's been like mutated. It's skin it turns slick and pink and it is tight around their bones and their muscles i'm seeing it loses skin and it's just muscle that's what it looks yeah like. it does look like just muscle you think you're right <laughs> it's got some really wicked claws it is humanoid in shape it has a single smoking eye that glows red from deep within its eye sockets and not a cyclops Normal human head-ish. Just only one eye is glowing red. And he has smoke pouring out of its skull. Yes. And Gerdrug, when you open the door, the creature looks up at you, and its single eye blinks, and then it starts walking towards you with its hands waving angrily in the air, speaking in halting common. You can't get back here! Get the hell out of here, you ghosty bastard! Get in! Get out! Get out! And he starts walking towards you. Making shooing motions. Wait, we get to be this thing's friend? Get out! Uh... I get out. Uh... Kix? Do you know this guy? Yeah, that's Steve. (laughs) Steve. (laughs) (laughs) It Um, is now. 
Steamy Steve, they call him, both because of the smoke and his attitude. <laughs> I, I really like that. I wish his name was Steamy Steve now. It is now. Steamy Steve. <laughs> Steamy Steve. <laughs> um, the creature's name is actually Op Karab. Steamy Steamy Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steamy Op Karab. No, Steamy Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Does he have any uh, <laughs> recognizable features that I that, that could be someone that used to work here, or not from mine? Not from what yes. I'm seeing. You in fact know of uh, Karab. Stevie Steen. He was the guard that would stand watch over the bank vault doors that lead down into the basement where the vaults are. Except for the last time you saw him, he didn't have any eyes. He's gained an eye and gained talons. He's gained an eye. Now, this is exactly what he looked like before. Oh, okay, okay. You know, he wasn't, like, humaned and then transformed into this thing. No, no, Opkarab has always looked like this monstrosity, except for he did not have any eyes. Now he has one smoldering eye. Huh. I say, hey, Steve. Get out of here! Leave! You don't remember your buddy Kicks? Go! I used to bring Steve Snickers all the time. You don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> he loved Snickers. That is hard. Steamy Steve loves <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> no, Steamy Steve snacks on Snickers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's happening? Snack Snickers slows. Steamy Steve snacks on Snacks snack. on Snickers provided by Kicks. <laughs> It just starts waving you away. It doesn't get much closer to you if you're standing just outside or just inside the door that leads into the hallway that goes to this room. He stands kind of at the end of that hallway, just making shooing motions at you. And even though you're talking to him directly, he still isn't listening. He's just telling you to go away. Get out of here. Get out of here. Do you have a diplomacy check to use on this guy? Me? I was going to say, how about, how about somebody goes tries to talk this guy down? <laughs> All right. How about a teleprojectile, telekinetic projectile, the no, eyeball no, no. out? <laughs> <laughs> Just pull his eyeball out. <laughs> it's Steamy Steve. How, how lovely to meet you, Steamy Steve. Hello, my name is Lucan, and we are here on important business. And I will make a uh, diplomacy check. Can't roll anything. I get an eleven. No, get get out of here. Leave. Well, I failed. Uh, Lucan, while you're standing there, make a knowledge check on this guy. Sure. You want zombie lore or religion? Uh, religion. Take a quick look at him. I get a twenty-five on that. I roll a nineteen. Damn. A twenty-five fails. Da fuck. <laughs> I was going to say let's fight him, but uh, maybe not. 25 just completely fails. I'm sorry, Gertrude. I have no idea. Uh, he seems like Steamy Steve to me. Steamy Steve, would you like a Snickers to snack on? You're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> we're going to cut into a, sn- a Snickers infomercial where you feed a Snickers. We're getting endorsed. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> Snickers. He turns into Terry Crews and he's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Where the fuck was I? Basically telling us we couldn't enter the door. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. Go away. That's where I was. But there's important things. Look, Steamy Steve, I'm getting a little annoyed now. You see, we have important business to do. And I pull out the bank key. I've got a key. I belong here. We must go do our things. And this time... As soon as you pull out the bank key, he recoils from it. Intimidation. As soon as I see that, I lay on the intimidation. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. You're, co- yes. you're coercing him. Yes. And Sundricker comes and stands behind me menacingly. Okay. Go ahead and arrange yourself on the map. Oh no, dude. Right there. He, he's like, uh, he's right here, dude. Oh, I was imagining him like in the door frame. Now he's at the end of this hallway. Oh, okay. Well, then I go in there. And I've been talking to this guy, so I guess I'll step in and. Move down here. Holding the bank key, my 27 intimidation check. All right. We are going to roll for initiative. Not Steve! (laughs) Because 
as soon as Lucan brings and holds the bank key out and it recoils, he does the Super Saiyan pose where he like crouches down and and he starts charging you immediately. I don't want to be in front. 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 You definitely should have put Sun Drinker in front of you. Yeah, but I specifically said stood behind me. Yeah, I know you said, but you should that. have said stand <laughs> menacingly in front of me. Yes, I rolled a 19 on my initiative. Thank you, God. Let's say, well, you rolled the 27 in- intimidate. You should have just used that. That's a fair point, should have. But I got a 27 anyway, so fuck it. I moved back out of sight so I could try to be stealthy. Can I roll stealth if you want perception? Yeah, that's fine. It hasn't seen you yet, so yeah. Wait, no, you were the first thing it saw. Yeah, but I then moved out of line of sight. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you moved out of line of sight. It doesn't fucking matter that I rolled a three, so... Even my perception's failing. <laughs> or even my uh, initiative, which would have been my only good rolls tonight. Kicks, Arius, do you want to hold until your rounds before you decide who goes first, or do you know now? You can go, that's fine. What will last? Arius? Sure. That's cool. He doesn't get a choice. I rolled a natural one, isn't that... I guess that would put him at the end. Doesn't make a difference. No, I did. No. Doesn't make a difference, but I feel like I should almost. Like, I doubt it's going to matter. Well, then, as this creature begins to charge Lucan at the top of round one, Lucan, you see him take position and start running towards you. You get to act first. It's your turn. <laughs> and uh, Sundricker charges past Lucan to intercept. So action one, Sundrinker moves up into melee with this guy. Well, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm going there. I'm going there. You can't stop me. Nope, I can't. Actions two and three will do the act together as Lucan gets himself together a little bit. We'll cast Electric Arc. <laughs> just a little bit, though. And just a little bit. Need a reflex save. Enough to cast Electric Arc. <laughs> All right. Uh, reflex save. He gets a... Steamy Steve gets 21. Well, that's a success. We'll take half of eight, which is four electric damage. His token name now reflects our change. Good. Fucking Steamy Steve. Steamy Steve. With Sundrinker's action from Act Together, they will vine strike. Let's go slashing. This guy looks as though he kind of has flesh. Okay. So slashing. And we will get a no to hit. That's my turn. That takes us over to Steamy Steve. Steamy Steve uses his first action to make a fist attack against Sun Drinker. He's probably going to hurt. Gets a 30 to hit. That's a critical hit. Sundrinker takes 11 points of damage, rolled really bad on the 2d6. Now, after that first action to strike, he uses his second action to grab. And he grabs Sundrinker right underneath the rose flower, right on the stem, and begins to, like, throttle it. And I need Sundrinker to give me a fortitude save. Cap. thought Sundrinker had a reach. You moved all the way up into melee with him? Yeah, remember where I said, nope, I'm moving there, you can't stop me. Yep. That was me deciding <laughs> yep, to go all the way up. Uh, they don't exactly have reach. They have a single action ability that allows me to reach out. But it's mostly because I want him to drive him back, not let him move forward. Uh, 18. An 18 is a success. So you don't take the additional effects. However, Steamy Steve does drain just a little bit of Sundrinker's life force, rejuvenating himself from that hit that he took from your electric arc. Okay. And with its third action, it doubles down and punches Sundrinker while holding it. It gets a 15 to hit, though. That will miss. That is Stevie Steve's turn. That takes us over to Gerdrug. You're up. Well, we're going to give a trying to get behind him a try. We'll see how this goes. Uh, first action to move up behind Sundrinker. Second action to attempt to tumble behind. Means we need to do a acrobatics check. Ugh, probably not. 19. 
A 19... Against his reflex DC. Meets his reflex DC. Hey! That's a success. Third action, I'm gonna slash at him. Little slicey slice. 19 to hit him. 19 hits. Gonna get uh, 12 damage. And he takes all 12 of that damage, including the precision, as you slice across his back after tumbling through his square. That's my turn. Then after Gerdrug, that takes us over to Arius. It's your turn. Arius will step into the hallway, move up for his first action. So Arius uses his first action to get into the hallway and step up behind Sundrinker. Just kind of looks around, trying to see where the hell is he going to be in this combat. Second action, he's going to attempt to... They're gonna try and tumble through. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, but it's really the. I think that's my only option. It's really your only option, yeah. There is a free space to the west of it. Um, fuck it. I'm right. Second action, he tries to tumble through. Arius getting acrobatic. A 16. A 16 will fail. Good. Third action, intimidating glare. Ooh. But I rolled quite high. I got a 24 to intimidate it. A 24 is a success. Suck it. Suck it. So it becomes frightened one, correct? Ar- Ar- yeah, Arius tries to tumble through. Fails. Stands up out of his little failed roll. Or tumble. <laughs> and just glares at the thing. It just scares the shit out of it. Deep within the dark recesses of Arius's eye sockets... Oblivion. You should have let me through. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then uh, that is going to take us over to Kix. It's your turn. So I got all these people in my way? Oh, there's so many people in your way. Five foot uh, wide hallway. Luke and Arius, Sundrinker in your way. Perfect time for a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Just get everybody, it'll be perfect. He is now frightened as well. Did Steve have a brain? Could I have a conversation with Steve back in the day? Uh, Steve was never one for words. From what you understand, he's some, like, extremely powerful undead that was basically castrated when its eyes were removed and then trained to guard the vault doors. And that's all he did. Tyler, can I daze Steve? Can you daze him? I don't make a recall knowledge check, punk. What do you want for that? Like... Bank teller knowledge back in the day. <laughs> I'll say that, yes, he certainly seems to have mental faculties. Yes, he's kind of, you know, single minded. I mean, am I using an a- action for a recall? And if so, what do you want? Um, yeah, go ahead and do your lore in regards to your time here at the Great Urge Bank. Ooh, solid 11. Too much PTSD to think too much about it right now. Well, then I just do it anyways. You you fight. You spend the entire action fighting off the urge to go back behind the teller and say clock in. Uh, I need him to attempt the DC if it's relevant. Daze is relevant. It makes a will save and gets a 15. He fails, but Daze is only on a critical, so... Stunned is only on a critical. He just takes... Uh... A whopping four. That was better than my amp days. That's true. <laughs> well, a D10 compared to a flat four. That's all I got. He does take all four of that damage. Then after kicks, we go to the top of round two. Lucan, Sundrinker, it's your turn. Yeah. Well, now we're going to do this. Action one, <laughs> battle medicine. <laughs> if we can make it work. Boop. Beta boop. Beta boop. Ah, heal six. Nice. Helps a little. Actions two and three. Uh, We'll just do that good old electric arc. Cast. Reflex save. It gets a 15. Hey, finally a failure. It will take all of this damage, which is seven. Not bad. Sundrigger will then swing a slashy vine and get... A 25 to hit. Oh, man. Just shy of the critical. 
and will deal 11 more damage. All right. It takes all of that as well. That's my turn. Taking Steamy Steve down a couple of pegs here as he's yelling and rage and incoherent babbling with Sundrinker firmly in one grasp. He uses his first action to extend the grab. And when he does, I need another fortitude save from Sundrinker. I get... A 16. A 16 succeeds. Succeeds because he's frightened, actually. Thank goodness. Frightened condition doesn't go down until the end of his turn, right? Yeah. Correct. Then, yeah, succeeds because of that. Thanks, (laughs) Moonlight. He does, however, regain a little bit of hit points as he maintains that grab. He's just going to start pummeling on Sundrinker still. Just going to keep going. Got his target. Gonna hone in. Thirty to hit. Sun drinker. Did you stop? The thirty is a critical hit by the looks of it. Eighteen points of damage. Good thing I did that heal, but it's probably not gonna matter. Cause it's gonna use its third action to punch you again. But roll significantly <laughs> less. Nine to hit. <laughs> Miss. Uh then that's its turn, taking us over to Gurdrug. It's your turn. Please kill it. Slicey slice time. 24 against his flat-footed AC. That is a hit. No, not a critical. Not a critical. So 14 damage. 14 damage. All right. He takes all of it, and you're cutting him down. He's basically, he has cartilage and strands of skin and muscle hanging out from all the places that you've cut him, but he still rages on. Um, his friend should have gone away. Oh, yes. But I miss horribly, so doesn't matter. So then that's two actions. I guess I have a third action. I mean... You do technically have a third, yeah. Get it. I don't it. know what to do with a third action other than just slice again. Normally I... Cry. Have to, like, tumble or something. He just is already in flanking. He's in position, just holding Sun Drinker by the stem and beating it mercilessly. Please stop. I would have liked to have that one turn earlier. 14 to hit. That'll miss. And I'm done. All right. Then after Gurdrug, that takes us over to Arius. It's your turn. Uh, Arius will use two actions to cast Harm. Do I harm Sundrinker or do I harm Lucan? You can do either. So this is where we kind of had to make up our own rules a little bit. Uh, there are rules for being a living creature and having an undead Eidolon, but there are not rules for being undead and having any Eidolon. So the only way it really makes sense is to say both Lucan and the Eidolon are undead. Because we share a health pool, it just wouldn't make any sense for one of us to be healed with heal spells and the other, and the other one to be healed with harm spells. So we decided to just have both of us count as undead. Because with a normal summoner, you can heal either the summoner or the Eidolon, and it refreshes the combined hit pool that we share. So it only makes sense to continue that mechanic by having both the Eidolon and the summoner be undead. Ooh, big boy. 16 HPs. Aw, thanks. Third action... I guess I'll try and tumble through. I can't demoralize a gun. Nope. Yeah. 11. That will fail. That will... No, it will not critical fail. Next. That takes us to kicks. Kicks. At the beginning kicks. of your turn, Steamy Steve uses a reaction. Oh, no. To snap his head towards you when he looks at you dead in the eyes. Thanks for the Snickers. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, fortitude save. Yes. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. I get a 12. Get bad. A 12 fails. Steamy Steve gains some hit points as he drains some of your life essence from you into himself. What a nerd. Through his gaze, you gain the drained one condition. Hey. Kicks. 
is now drained one. Kix does the same thing. I stare at his head. <laughs> and I say, you can't attack anymore. And then I cast Forbidden Thought and select Strike. And then I also recall the teachings and end my turn. Then after Kix, that takes us to the top of round three. Lucan, it doesn't hurt so much anymore. It's your turn. All right. Um, can I get a judge on how bad he's looking? Oh, real bad. Okay, let's just try to take him he's down. He's looking three hit points higher than last time. <laughs> he's still, yeah, he looks a little better. Some of the, like, muscles, you know, reach back up into his arm and then remend and knit into his body. Yeah. Action one, boost Eidolon. Action two and three, act together and start with a ray of frost from Lucan. That's, nope, not a ray of frost. Electric arc. Okay. Electric arc. I mean, why are these not in alphabetical order? <laughs> <laughs> reflex save, please. All right. Reflex save. He gets an 18. That is a success on the money. He will take half of this damage. Half of six. Way so to take that damage back. And he takes three. Ah. And then Slashy Vine. I will um, aid the sun drinking. Thank you. With a successful plus one. We get an 18 to hit. 18 hits because of kicks. Gotta nice. love AIDS. It's not great. like... <laughs> no, just leave it at that. No, we got you. We got you. Seven damage. Seven damage. Yeah, I rolled men. Is enough to cut Steamy Steve down. Gotta love that boost idol on. A lot of lot of fun fun rules like interactions with some of those fights and how you guys were supporting each other there. There was that some good tactics tonight, guys. I I liked it. I liked it. Well, with Steamy Steve, now a steaming pile on the ground. That's too bad. I really liked it. I guess it was Steamy Steve's time to check out. <laughs> Clock, clock, clock out, out. Clock out. Clock out. You can redo it. <laughs> Alas, poor Steamy Steve, who snacked on Snickers, kicks knew thee well. A fellow of infinite mist. Where be your jibes now, Steamy Steve? Your gambles, your songs. But I guess it's a bank and you're not a jester, so it'd be your ledgers and your accounts. This joke is going on long and it's bad. Anyway, how many more of Kix's co-workers will we kill? Find out next time as we continue Bloodlords. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn. <laughs>